This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. Dot .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Sex. I'm your host Melanie Studley. What's up guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Today is a treat. We're bringing back an oldie but a goodie. Well, not that he's old. He's awesome. And uh Dr. Corey Allen today we're talking about how you use sex is how you do life. And we got it. some tidbits in this one you guys All are going right. to love it. Let's dive in. This show is brought to you by getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go to that website to get hooked up with your own licensed personal counselor. Uh, COVID has been hard. You got some stuff, some anxiety, some adjustment disorders, maybe some depression, feeling overwhelmed. You need to talk to people, right? And take it from me, a therapist who has gone to see a therapist before. When you share your stuff with other people, it lessens your load, right? It helps you to process through stuff. Um, undo old beliefs, all kinds of stuff. Get some healing. So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Literally thousands of people are doing that and getting online therapy all across the nation. I want you to be one of those to get help and to find healing. Getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go there today. It is such an honor to have you here. We haven't seen your yes. face in a long, long time. Yep. And we are glad that you're here. But tell our audience who you are and what the heck you do. Uh, so formally, I'm Dr. Corey Allen. Informally, I'm just Corey. Um, I'm a marriage family therapist by training, host of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is coming up on 10 years uh, on wow. the air as a podcast where we just, my wife is my co-host and we try to help couples heat up marriage and the bedroom um, just because married sex has all kinds of issues in and of itself. And then um, I'm an author, have some courses that are coming out in late 2021. Uh, a dad, a traveler, RV owner, dog owner, Hey, you know, just nice. trying to live life simply and make, make, make as much fun with this journey as we can. Yeah. Love it. I that's that's it. awesome. 10 years. That's that's amazing. That's crazy. And I remember the place I was when I first heard your guys' uh, 
podcast, and Melanie had told me about it. She's like, hey, Sexy Marriage Radio. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. The guy's PhD, right. you know, licensed marriage and family therapist like I am. And you guys were talking about oral sex, and I was doing a, a construction project on a well house <laughs> on top of a roof, listening to oral sex, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting like heated here. But you know? it, he wasn't <laughs> listening to oral sex. He was no. listening to talk about. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> and the way that you guys were talking about it, and this was like probably... A long time ago. Five years ago or so. Had to be so more it than was, that. It was just like, oh man, other people are talking about yeah. this. And it was really educational, really freeing, and really uh, uh, enabling and normalizing too. And that's, I think so many people love that aspect of what you right. do mm-hmm. and your guys' show because it does give like permission, like, oh my gosh, we can talk about this. I've never heard anybody say this thing before. But well, you I guys hope you are can do more it. than talk about it. I want people to do it too because it's, <laughs> it's enjoyable. Right. No, no we right. just talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> Well, you say something all the time that, and I don't know if you came up with it, but whatever, we credit you for it constantly, mm-hmm. is the way you do sex is the way you do life, or how you do sex is how you do life. And Both. It, yeah, so tell us more about that idea, what it what its implications are, how people can learn from all of that. Because I remember when you said that to me in season one, I was like, ooh, snap. Mm. He is talking directly to moi. Ah. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay. So tell us more about tell us more about what that well, means. Now I'm intrigued and want to go that way, but that's the therapist in me. So I'll no, I do too. I do too. So <laughs> hey, okay, Corey, let's look. Totally put Melanie on the spot. Dang two it. therapists grilling you, okay. talking you, getting down and okay. dirty. Down and dirty with two therapists. Where, what happened here? <laughs> Great. This uh, show took a turn. Okay. I just know, like, when you said it, I was asking you a question, and this was like early, early, early on in our whole journey here. And I asked you a question about it was about sex and intimacy, and saying, mm-hmm. like, basically, I was, I'm always waiting for Seth to initiate. And mm-hmm. you were like, So do you do that in like your every day? And I'm like, No. And you're like, well, are you sure? And then I sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's completely uh-huh. right. Like, I won't actually say the thing that I want, be the one to take the first move. I'll just like hope that I can hint enough for him to catch on and then do it for me. You'll send the signal so that you don't have to take the risk of the rejection by you actually taking the step out and risking the rejection. Ouch. Mic Double drop. burn. I mean, it, it, and that, it, that's what you're describing, right? Yeah, no. I, that's the human. That's the human condition in a lot of ways. So the phrase, the phrase comes from Dr. Schnarch, mm-hmm. but it's built more off of the idea of sex as a language. Mm-hmm. And and if and he has his whole approach when you when you look at the real guts of of how he would work with couples in their sex lives, is he he talked about sex and how we do it as an elicitation window. Mm-hmm. That if you can look at what couples do you'll get an idea of who they are because mm. there's a reason of why we do what we do and why we don't do what we don't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and all of that is revealing of ourselves if we'll look at it that way. And so I, to me, it makes more sense in the idea of how I do sex is how I do life. And those are interchangeable because I keep hearing all the time couples, you guys probably do too, of we have a great marriage except our sex life. And I'm like, no, you don't have a great marriage then, right? Right? Because you're not talking about some of the undercurrent of things that are probably there Mm -hmm. if you have trouble with sex because they're trying to rear their head in sex, Mm -hmm. but you figured out how to numb it in the rest of your life. Uh And so the more I can start to just examine this idea of, okay, wait, what if sex is really just a language? What if I start looking at myself and how am I going about all of my life? How am I being risky or open 
or responsive or spontaneous or all of these things. Cause if I'm not doing it in the bedroom, I'm not doing it in the other parts of my life too. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was going to say something. Don't you dare. I have so many I things. tapped his leg. He knows the sign. <laughs> it's the my sign. turn to talk. Uh, <laughs> it made me think of, cause we often have clients that are th- that idea, like, well, we get along so great, but like mm-hmm. our sex life is miserable and abysmal and we fight about that one and mm-hmm. only thing. And I'm thinking about it from a, like a, perspective of if we looked at relationships just like daily life stuff and we tried to tick it off the way that we tick off sexual acts or positions or frequency Uh how how sort of um void that would feel right so Mm -hmm. if i was like well i sat on the sofa with you and Uh we talked while i drank a cup of coffee so shouldn't that count as like love and mm-hmm. I sat and we like we went on a walk and we may not have had a great time, but shouldn't that count as the right? But we do that weird like uh, checking off the boxes by actions mm-hmm. in sex, but it has like a totally different. We would never accept that in marriage. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so I, I oh, go ahead. It, it makes sense, but I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge your. We would never accept that because we do accept that. That's true. <laughs> That's why right? we call you. That's why we talk to you about this. Well, it's it's that idea of okay, because this is the one thing I, I wrote an article years ago um, that was called "What if bad sex is actually good for you?" or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was I was taking on the, the the idea of bad sex and how it actually can teach you a lot mm. because a lot of times I think a lot of couples are actually having bad sex because they're not they're not tasting the sweetness of each other. Mm-hmm. In it. They're just going through a ritual or an act or a physical thing, but they're not embodying themselves in the middle of it. And that's mm-hmm. what you're describing is how am I embodying myself in the way I do my life with my parent, with my family, with mm-hmm. my kids, with my wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of it is I just play roles. Mm-hmm. I make sure dinner is there at a certain time. I make sure we do the bedtime routine, but how much am I really engaged in it? And that's mm-hmm. the difference that only I know, but also the people that I'm like, like a spouse will know if I'm really present or not. I mean, you right. guys have enough history. We've had these conversations before about, you know, when one of you is just going through the, the motions or not, right. and whether mm-hmm. it's in sex or not, the question becomes, do I have courage to speak up and say, Hey, Seth, you're just here in body only. Where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes mm-hmm. that's scary to hear the, you're right. I don't want to be here. And that that's a whole nother can of, right. can of worms that I don't want to deal with. And so mm-hmm. it's just easier. just like, okay, we'll just, get through it and then we'll move on to the next thing and then I'll play like we're all fine. When are we really? Yeah, mm-hmm. man, that, so I have so many thoughts and there, there's one saying how you do anything is how you do everything, you know, yeah. and kind of goes along with what you're saying, like how you do sex is how you do life. And I'm thinking in my own life of, or our, our, our own sex life, which is, you know, fairly fine. It's amazing, Corey. Don't ask. No, okay. But we don't have that kind of time. No, <laughs> that uh, no. Just just thinking around that, like how I show up in that, how I initiate or don't initiate, right. and I think the the oftentimes I see this in couples from doing therapy for a long time, and then even in our own lives, there tends to be some role reversal. Like, okay, the husband was in charge of this, or the wife was in charge of this for years and years and years, and then slowly a shift happens to where there's a role reversal like mm-hmm. i used to initiate all the time and just whatever whatever and now it is the opposite way and in our life i used to also initiate a lot of stuff uh uh 
family-wise, vacation-wise, business-wise, let's do this. And now that is also shifting. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like the, the actual truth of, of your statement of like, oh my goodness, where am I not showing up sexually? And that mimics and illustrates how I'm not showing up like in the family mm-hmm. too. And not like I'm, I'm checking no, out, I, but I get you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I get you. And mm-hmm. pause right here. I'll pick it up right where you are. Okay. Oh yeah. The dog. <laughs> So you guys, for some behind the scenes, uh, Dr. Corey. This show is brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, We were dancing and laughing. I got you. No, but it's because what you're describing actually is our our evolving and growing as people. Mm -hmm. That the more I can, because this is the one thing I believe, and I think this is why SMR is still around in a lot of ways, is because we've covered. I know we haven't got every topic, but we've got almost every topic of what couples can and can't do with each other, especially in a moral context. Yeah. <laughs> Although we have talked about threesomes and, you know, right. non-monogamy and all those kinds of things too. Mm-hmm. We're just not in favor of them with, mm-hmm. because of a biblical framework. Mm-hmm. But this is about us growing and evolving as people and challenging ourselves because I know where I am doing the best I can. And I know where I'm cutting corners. Mm. And then the sophisticated thing to me about marriage is the longer I'm with somebody, they know it too. Mm. Right. Because they've seen when I've really shown up for something and I'm engaged and alive and excited about it versus I'm just going through the motions Mm -hmm. and what we do and don't, what we don't want to do because it takes a tremendous amount of courage is point those suckers out sometimes, because that means I'm going to, it's self-indicting too. Mm, right. Mm. Now, if Pam wants to say something to me about, I feel like you just went through the motions on that, or let's go back to this, which you just made the comment earlier, Melanie, of, uh, I feel like I would send the signals and all those little things because I didn't want to take the risk. Well, it's become clear in Pam and I's marriage the last two years when it just comes to overall adventure of life, trying new restaurants, going on different journeys, ex- exploring things. She's the higher desire in that, mm. but she wants me to lead it. Oh, mm. wow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's this dilemma for her of like, I keep suggesting these things and they're not happening. And I'm like, exactly. Cause you are the higher desire. <laughs> I don't want to do them the way you do. So if right. you want to make it happen, lead the charge, honey. She's like, yeah, but I'm uncomfortable. I know <laughs> I'm uncomfortable in things. I'm the higher desire on and lead right. the charge. That's the dilemma of this dynamic. And so it's just the more that I can start to understand these things, the more, I think we don't hold our partner as hostage for the things that are my in my wheelhouse and are part right. of my autonomy. Right. Right. So if you I really like this because if we want something as an individual within the marriage or outside, you know, career ambitions or whatever, it is incumbent upon that person to go do it. You, you know to what I'm saying? It. Yeah, to at least seek it. Yep. To, mm-hmm. to, to seek it and then also to take ownership and, and also to um, not to place blame on those things if it doesn't happen, right? right? So this is a new conversation like because uh, oftentimes people email, oh, I'm higher desire, she's lower desire or vice versa. And they're o- we're only talking about sex, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you also higher desire in? Is it travel? Is it new restaurants? Is it a higher desire to sit on the couch more mm-hmm. than her or him kind of mm-hmm. thing? And if so... Where, where, what, where I is the intersection? Highly to do nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, hey, that's, that's for legit. Some, yeah. yeah, no, I know. <laughs> that's for some people. I, I think that comes like at the end of the day, you know, mostly I'm like, hey, let's watch a Netflix show with the kids and chill. She's like, 
I want to do emails and do coaching summaries and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, that's great. But let's let each other be in that. Right. And so it's this is a whole new uh, concept of what are what am I higher desire in, not sexually, what are you higher desire in and and how does that how does that work? And I'm thinking in context with uh, our couples to our, mm-hmm. our coaching clients, mm-hmm. right? And how we can take that information and go, okay, just because I'm higher desire in this does not mean that she's boring, she's blah, or oh, he doesn't like me anymore, or kind right. of thing. It's so it's a, it's a it's a differentiated doing some f- family system speak. It's a differentiated approach to higher desire, lower desire, and what that means and right. doesn't mean uh, to the other well, person. And if that let makes me, sense. I think what you're saying too is that I think the longer you're married, the more this stuff, like you just said, the last two years of your marriage. How many years have you been married? Uh, 28 now. 2,800 mm-hmm. years? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 28 yeah. years. Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you know, for 26 years, that hadn't been communicated. Like, there wasn't a really sharp awareness of, like, oh, I'm, I'm she's higher desire for travel and new it stuff. Was, it was there, but it was code. Right. And so now you're actually saying, you're like, what's that? You're actually talking, like, calling a spade a spade, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're actually talking about it. And we have found, which I'm sure you have found and maybe experienced, that causes a lot of anxiety and fear. And you go, I have to actually say the thing? I have to actually say that I want you to lead? But that feels terrible. And we found that when couples are in that position, whether it's around sexuality or whatever it is, like how things they want to change or do differently, mm-hmm. it tends to be like crisis. Like it, it's where like they start to believe, mm-hmm. well, you never loved me. Everything was mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. This isn't real. So what are your thoughts on that? I overreact to things that... That, that throw me or are scary or I'm uncertain about. Mm-hmm. And that's oftentimes a move to try to get my way, to get somebody to back down, to get somebody to come on board, to mm-hmm. make me feel better rather than realize, no, there are dilemmas and dynamics that are naturally occurring in every single marriage. Every mm-hmm. single one has these dilemmas. Mm-hmm. So I can either yell at the wind or I can acknowledge that the wind exists and adjust sails accordingly to still get where I want to go. But it might just take a little bit longer because right. I got to go up wind. And mm-hmm. so that means I can't just point it straight at it, which some people love, some people hate. And so it's just all this stuff gets revealed. That's mm-hmm. why I love the idea of what we do in life is all languages. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what we do in sex is a language, how we fight is a language. I mean, that's Gottman's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just right. looking at the idea of, I could watch a couple fight and tell you if they're going to get divorced or not. That's because he he learns the language, right? Yeah, not what they're saying; it's what they're doing and who they are in these things. And so, we can't hide who we are in marriage. One of the phrases I love lately uh, that I came from a, a colleague of mine is the idea of an intimate marriage. A truly intimate marriage is not for wimps. Yeah, <sighs> you know, because when I start to learn some things about my spouse, I'm gonna get. It's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. there's going to be things I'm going to figure out that she didn't care about all along. Right. And I thought she did. How? No, that means she doesn't <laughs> care about me. No, it doesn't. It right. means she doesn't care about that. Right. 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 So, so what do couples do? Because, uh, there's a lot of like, you know, diagnosis wise, there's a lot of like acute anxiety and adjustment disorder kind of things. Right. When, when couples realize this, sometimes it puts us in a tailspin of like, well, what does this even mean? Or did did Who he even I? love me? Or right. did she love me? And of course, that kind of coincides with, uh, I think, a midlife crisis kind of thing, you know, with, with, with 
the ages of our clients and personally, like some stuff that we've gone through. So what do couples do in that? And how can we remind ourselves or how can we remind clients mm-hmm. to be like, okay, just because you thought that she liked this for the last 15 years, that might be a knee-jerk reaction. That might be weird. Has has she been lying this whole time? Or has, you know, sometimes we do things just to, to make the relationship work and like that was the best thing to do at the time and mm-hmm. oh, right now doesn't work anymore so what's your question that was a lot of talking i don't know where the question went sorry i got it I, you, <laughs> okay. you, went ther- you went therapist speak for a second <laughs> right sorry <laughs> on, on what do we do as a clinician when this kind of realization hits the fan if you right. will because that's kind of one of the ways to think about it how do you help somebody calm down to realize that's natural and normal um I don't try to help people calm down professionally. I try to come at them harder mm-hmm. to let them realize this is what's been going on all along. What do you want to do about it? Mm. You're such a you know, badass. <laughs> You're so awesome. Well, I have hearts in my eyes, Dr. Coriolan. I appreciate that. But it's it's still just the idea of these are the this is the stuff that's been there and we know it, we just can't name it. Mm. Right. These are and so most of the time the clients that I see and work with when it when it clicks, they change Mm -hmm. Mm. because it's that idea of, okay, so you're me, you're saying that if I want sex to have, if I want to have sex in my life, in my marriage, I got to be willing to be rejected on it. I'm like, yeah, that's, that has not changed at all because the fact that you stopped initiating, you're still in a state of rejection. It's just self-induced rather than real induced, Mm -hmm. which for some reason feels better come on, really? You know? And so it's just, you just kind of lay it out there of like, this is what's really going on. And when it clicks the best in us, and this is Schnarch's phrase, the best in us will rise up to call out the worst in us Mm. because the worst in us would deny its own existence. That's where we play the card of, Oh no, I, you know, rather than, yeah, I know I'm capable of that. Yeah. I know. I know when Pam, this goes back to the adventure thing, we were driving along and she has a thing for the uh, the nat- the fruit stands. Oh yeah. You know, when you're out in the country and you see yeah. the fruit stand, <laughs> and typically those suckers sneak up on you, right? So if you're going 70 and you didn't see a sign, I am not about to try to make that corner to get right. in. But I also don't care about those fruit stands <laughs> either. And so she's like, "Ooh, cantaloupe sounds good. That's code for." stop, let's get cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. And what we finally have figured out is if you want me to stop, you've got to tell me, I want you to stop. Because when I hear cantaloupe sounds good, I hear, I know you would like it. I don't, I'm driving. We're not stopping. I'm going, <laughs> mm-hmm. which there might be an element of cruelty and indifference and uncaring <laughs> across with that, but it's true. It's it exists between yeah, us, but right. we're bigger than that. Right. Too. That is so funny. That reminds me, like, not that like a month or two ago, there was like, we were going to bed. Seth was in bed already. And there was a blanket like on his foot or something. And he's like, that blanket's heavy. And I'm like, okay. And I, and and I'm like, I know what he's wanting me to do, but I'm going to see if he said, and then like two minutes later, he's like, did you want the blanket on there? And I was like, if you want me to move the blanket, you must say the words. Please move the blanket. And we laughed about it because it was like, what am I like? What are you doing? Just but say that like sneaks up on you just like the fruit stands do. Uh-huh. It like it snuck up like I didn't realize that that's what I was trying to do. Right. Yep. You know, so, OK, I can look at that and go, OK, how do I overlay that with 
how I initiate or don't initiate sex or how well, th- I, how I these talk are also about preferences. Things- these are also things that are going on with the map you've got of Melody in your head is different than the woman that was climbing into bed that night too. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you've got, I've got, I've got a map of when I, when I want to bring up something, I know that could be contentious or conflictual at minimum with Pam. I got a map of 28 years of this woman that in times has not handled well mm-hmm. and overreacted. So I can temper. And when she's like, don't dance around it. Just tell me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fighting the old you in my head for a minute. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Cause the new, the who I have now is different. Mm-hmm. And we get tripped up on all of this to realize, okay, wait, I'm not just fighting the real time person. I'm also fighting all that's gone on, which then also feeds right into my family of origin where maybe I didn't have a voice or I had a volatile mm-hmm. parent or I had, and so it gets put on that per, you know, so all of this is going on. And that's yeah. why I love the idea of therapy at its core at its core or coaching at its core to me is just helping people get a better picture of this is what's really going on. This mm-hmm. is what I'm facing. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you want to do about it? Right. right. So naming it and claiming it. Right. But then also when, when you're talking about the 28 years of a you know history with Pam and this and this and this and family origin. I think successful marriages have more of a growth mindset than a fixed mindset because I, yeah. if I had a fixed mindset around like all the crazy stuff that we've been through, mm-hmm. like the stupid stuff I've done, the stupid stuff she's done or whatever, then we'd be done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it, you would have been done a long time ago because I know your stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can't operate from that fixed mindset. So mm-hmm. like marriages, it, it's like a, just a, a, a constant course correction, I think. Right. Just marriage, a growth mindset, course yeah. correction. I mean, there, there's of course, you know, baseline stuff. Yeah, but in, even in the same in the same spirit as that, I believe, and that's what we've been talking about on the show lately. Is my my qualifier for what makes a good marriage, or not a good marriage, a great marriage, is it's two people that recover better. Mm. That's it, mm. because we're going to still screw up and piss each other off and intentionally hurt each other because mm-hmm. we're cruel. And we're, and we're stubborn and callous and, you know, all of those suckers still are there, mm-hmm. but I recover better. So now when Pam says something like, Hey, let's cantaloupe would be great. And I'm, and I fly right past. She's like, I can't believe you drove past it. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. Remember what we talked Hold on. And it, it doesn't turn personal as easily. Right. We recover. And then when the next one rolls around, she's like, I would like to stop for this one. And if we're in the RV, it's like, well, if I can get in there, I will. And if I can't, because it's a big ass RV, <laughs> then we can't, baby. That's just the reality of what we chose to buy, you know, right. but it's just this idea of, okay, this is the dilemma of the language of what really exists and how we're trying to conform each other to what makes it better for ourselves rather right. than now. But what I really want still is a partner that's mm-hmm. their own person right? and right. can I, move their own yeah. blankets yeah. And, and <laughs> Move your own damn blanket. And yeah. get their own cantaloupe. Right? It's, it's interesting because yeah. I think we, I've started using this language with our clients because I realized that everyone, especially in marriage, assumes that their partner will understand them and will care about their <laughs> desires. Right. Yeah. You're laughing. You're dying laughing because you uh-huh. know. And I actually, this came from you when I interviewed you for our app. And I, again, was roasted. And I was like, holy crap. He just like, and it was one of the things where you're like, I'm just going to challenge this. And I was like, ah. Because I, I was talking about, like, we need our partners to understand our thoughts and feelings. And you're like, they can understand them. That does not mean they will care. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, mm. 
that was a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I now say to clients, I'm like, the, you should assume that you will misunderstand one another. Like start at the foundation that okay. you will get it wrong. Like that's what I, with us, that's where I start. I will try my best to communicate with the like 100% thought he might not understand this. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, I can't get mad. Like, why would I get, why would I take it personally if he okay. understood it if incorrectly or whatever? And or you're I not saying like assume the worst, like, no, oh, no, this no, dummy no, no. is just not going to even get it. You're not saying that, right? <laughs> no, that's how I say it. No, no, some I am couples, not Some couples that. do. So uh, I want to like clarify that. Would. Right. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that if I, if I, my first attempt at communication, my assumption is it might not go well. But if it goes well, awesome, mm-hmm. right? Because people okay. come in with the opposite thought, they're going to get what I'm saying totally. Mm-hmm. And then they don't I get it. And they're like, oh. Yeah, I shouldn't even have to say what I want. They right. should just know right. because they've been with me for all these years. And every mm-hmm. cantaloupe stand we've driven past, I will have wanted to stop. And like, yeah, I don't like cantaloupe like you right. do, honey. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And to, to sort of depersonalize that, like the miscommunication is nothing personal. It really is not personal. And that's mm-hmm. a hard pill for people to swallow. But once you get to that place, you go, oh, I we just didn't communicate clearly or we didn't understand mm-hmm. one another. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it is no big deal. Um, so, so how, oh, how do I, you how do you grow to uh, or, or, or um, build up and flex the recovery Muscle. When when mm-hmm. you said that, you know, like two people who can recover well together mm-hmm. in a marriage, made me think of a Tony Robbins thing. And him and his wife are when, when they have disagreements and arguments. I think that they they say, okay, I get to sit in this for like ten seconds, and that's it. Oh, right, it's ten. It's like five minutes or something. No, it's like it's 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 Tony Robbins. So that he's he's a beast. But or maybe it's like thirty <laughs> seconds or something like that. Like that oh, right. there was a misunderstanding. Here it is. Okay, right. we get to be this way for thirty minutes, thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then go. All right, I'm sorry. Let's move forward right. and then come on the same page like that. What do you guys think about that? And how can we grow that recovery muscle daily? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I have some issues. Uh, is that the, is that the wrong thing to even ask? <laughs> like, I guess what you're question. saying, but. No, I, because part of the issue that I'm hearing is this idea of. It's still built on the premise that we are in lockstep with each other, that mm. that we have the same goals and dreams and desires. And there's going to be quite a bit of overlap. Yes. But I don't cease to exist as an individual just because I got married. Right. And I think that's a spiritual concept, too. I think when I have to stand at the judgment seat, I don't account for Pam. Mm. It's me. Right. So. I account for how I have conducted myself with her, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not to blame for her. <laughs> She's got her own thing. I got right. my whole thing. Thank the Lord and Jesus Christ for fine <laughs> with that. Right? That's, that's what paid the price for it. But it's, it's recognizing recovery to me is best on, okay, wait, that was a misunderstanding. Was was I? Maybe I wasn't clear. Maybe I danced around because that's my family of origin. Maybe I, I obfuscated or skewed or omitted some stuff, which is the real thing going on. Or maybe I rammed it through. Or you know, it's, so how am I owning my side of it better to see it as okay? Hold on, this was this is what I was looking for here. And then a lot of times it could be oh you know what you're right. And then it kind of settles it because you realize what we're fighting about stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a blanket or it's cantaloupe or it's, it's whatever, but 
you also are recognizing at the end of the day, what I want is somebody that's got their own autonomy, their own choice, their own voice, free will, freedom. And I think a lot of times the idea of we just got to move on is not acknowledging a dynamic that's going to still exist. Mm -hmm. That stuff always will rear its head. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, this happened to Pam and I in church the other day when I leaned over and said something because I felt like the preacher had had a couple of different threads in a row bashing guys. And he was trying to take on both sides. But in that little thread, he wove wove together four all-male centric men need to do better, which I hate that. It's true, but I hate it. Right. (laughs) Right. Why do you hate it? But don't get him sidetracked. Okay, Let him tell the story. No, it's fair because I think that this is this is the the preacher side of it. This kind of just more of the funny shock value statement than anything. But it's like Mother's Day, women get applauded and lauded and they're revered. And Father's Day, you need to do better. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, hold on. Men's struggle is is equally rough, right. just different. Mm-hmm. As a father, as a husband, as a male, it's it's yes, it's power. We've we've had it. You know, right. I don't want to get into the political side. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. That got me derailed, but. It's the idea of, of he, I, I made a comment about, I feel like you were kind of, he, he's just picking on the guys mm-hmm. and she immediately, no, he's been getting both. And it, you know, so it was just kind of like, it took me, I was like, whoa, whoa, I was. And so I had had my hand on her leg at that moment and I pulled it back and I'm like, yeah. that hurt. Mm-hmm. And she can, so there's just this tension between us for a second. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was about five minutes later when she put her hand back on my leg and it was just kind of like, Okay, we just navigate that tension. We mm-hmm. don't overreact to it. That's the recovery mm-hmm. of it's just it exists. Mm-hmm. It's right. true. What's my role in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now do I want to keep going forward? That's the growth mindset. Now, right. what's my next step to recover or repair with this? Do I need to own something? Because how often do couples apologize for things that they're not responsible for apologizing for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm doing it more as a move to just try to make the conflict go away a little bit better. So right. I feel better because there's no conflict, but I'm not addressing anything. Right. <laughs> which which right. ultimately Sorry. enables yeah. the other person to continue that behavior. Right. And it sets up the scenario when I do need to apologize for something legitimately, my word has no value in mm. that because I've apologized for everything that aren't, I'm, apolo- I'm sorry that the sun went down too soon for you today. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm responsible for that. Right. <laughs> Rather than I'm sorry, you didn't take care of your time better to get all the crap done you wanted today. You know, right. that's how that's kind of a code for a jab, Adam, but it's still, yeah. no. I don't need to apologize for my mere existence in somebody's life. I right. need to apologize for the times where I've done something egregious mm-hmm. that has hurt them. Right. And I that, think like even really in good. the yeah, even in the scenario of like the, you know, I think he's taking a jab at the guys and her going, no, he's talking about whatever, you know, that we can make meaning of that. We can go, oh, that's all means. about meaning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we can pretend or make up, and that's what we find often and something I've talked about a lot lately as well with clients is like, I could have made me or he could have made meaning about me not moving the blanket, Mm -hmm. not attuning to him when really Mm -hmm. like if he did just ask me to move the blanket, of course I would have done it, but he didn't, he said all these weird other things. And so, uh, but, but he could have very well been like, yeah, Melanie doesn't love me. She's not, she doesn't care about me as much as someone else might. I could have made a false meaning out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I would Mm -hmm. love to actually talk about that for a minute because you were saying like, I don't stop being an autonomous individual human being when I get married. And if I do things that offend him that have nothing to do with him and are just like who I am as a human and I'm not being amoral or bad or whatever, mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean anything other than I'm not him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not his carbon copy. Right. You know? 
Right, which would be really boring right. either way you go with that right. for both of you, right? If you married a clone of yourself, you would enjoy that maybe for 30 minutes and right. then it's like, I'm done. I can't, yeah. I can't, I'm trying to get away from myself in all these other areas of life right. and now I can't in my marriage. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think meaning is that, you know, humans are the species that are meaning making machines mm-hmm. of, of all of them on the, on the planet. And it's the meanings of things that, that trip us up all mm-hmm. the time. It's not mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. A tomato, a cantaloupe, a blanket, you know, they all just mean something. Right. And we fight about whatever is attached to it. And the more I can understand my meaning, the more I might have a growth mindset or a flexible mm-hmm. without giving in to myself to realize, okay, wait, right. no, it doesn't mean that. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. I, Which, I can, yeah. I can open up to it. I mean, the, the classic, I grew up having uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, married a woman. It's Christmas morning. Right, right. And when we had kids, which one's Christmas? Right. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know what? The event. Now we're at the point of, I don't want to give a gift at all. Let's go do something throughout <laughs> right. Christmas. That'll be fun. Let's do an Let's adventure. go to a fruit stand. That's Yes. That, no, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but it's just the idea of if I can adjust my meanings, that's growing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so weird because that seems so terrifying to people. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I just challenge them and it's say bonkers. like, yeah. it actually is okay. It doesn't really mean anything. They're like, well, and then they'll start like, you know, like but drilling down into what it must be. we've mean. had an identity built on that meaning. Uh-huh. And so I feel like if I give in on Christmas Eve, Christmas, I am no longer honoring the Allen family tradition. And therefore I disrespected my entire family all the way through the tree. And I mean, how right. quickly we can spin <laughs> off the rails rather than, Yeah. Actually, it was better because we could go do Christmas Eve with my family and Christmas morning with her family. It worked out perfect. And then right. we yeah. have to choose on one day. And, you know, and, and a lot of times like uh, so you, you could easily blame Pam for ruining Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, like you really could. And I yep. think couples do this all the time. And we're certainly guilty of this. And it's like I'm thinking like differentiation is sexy because when mm-hmm. I show up like, hey, I'm happy whether or not end of state end of you, sentence you do something or don't do something i can find my own meaning my own autonomy my own identity in that is that attractive to you or not yes of course it is right because i'm like taking up i talk about it take up the full seth shaped space in the universe you know yeah. kind of thing and when i'm like slinking down and going oh do you want to do this or will you move yep. the blanket and and that's i mean the blanket example really uh was just oh my gosh i didn't even know i was doing that right and i really was just it it was a good example right and so but a lot of times we freak out because well i thought we were doing this way for 20 years 28 years 15 years or whatever and now we're not so i mean then we could talk about other family concepts of like uh fusion and enmeshment and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not okay if you're not okay kind of thing like Mm -hmm. this whole thing's a lie so it's really uh getting back to what differentiation of self actually looks like, like doing a bunch of research and work, coaching therapy on that. Because when I'm showing up full throttle in my, what what I think you said this too, or or maybe somebody else said this sex is happening tonight uh, with or without you there. (laughs) (laughs) Which people hear that and go, what What is that? Join it. Come on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love that. And that, uh, so I'll give a, an, an example, and this was I don't know a couple months ago, and um, I told Melanie because we we're you know like talking about she initiates more, I don't want to be rejected, all this stuff, and I was like, hey, tonight I'm gonna go to our room, light some candles, and do some stretching and yoga and hanging out, 
if you want to join me, go ahead. If you don't, that's fine. I'm going to do all those things anyway. Right. And that was a, a differentiated statement, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm doing this, right? To like just chill out and be mindful and meditation and whatnot. And uh, of course, she joined me and, you know, there were some fireworks happening. <laughs> and that was a very, I think, and I'm not tooting my own horn or anything like that, but that was, there was some power in that. Mm-hmm. There was probably something that you found attractive. Like the statement you said, like, sex is happening with or without you. You're like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Fomo. Okay. I want to get there too. You know, kind of <laughs> right. thing, well, which is, it, it which is really funny. It's from my perspective, it was like you are actually taking ownership of that part of your world. Right. Where mm-hmm. in the past I felt like it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was all my responsibility. Right. Like you mm-hmm. unburdened me when you said that statement. And I was ah. like, oh, well, that feels nice to not mm-hmm. have to even think about it or worry about it. But no, it's there and yep. I can join. Right. And And you also recognize, wait, I have a choice and that person could not be here possibly too. They could mm-hmm. go do something. I could lose them. I could, you know, right. that's the reality of a marriage that, mm-hmm. yes, I said I do. And marriage is choice all the way through, mm-hmm. but there's always the risk. Someone chooses something else. Right. Right. So how am I using that power and dilemma that's there to mm-hmm. realize, wait, if I'm bettering myself, I'm actually, those around me get the benefit and the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, hey, I'm starting this exor- exercise program with or without you. I'm inviting you, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to do it regardless. Right. So that invites you. That also encourages you and makes you think like, oh, he's doing something or she's doing something mm-hmm. to elevate himself to, to better you know, mm-hmm. health or, or mental health or whatever. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty good. I want some of that. There's like 7,800 questions I want to ask you. There's too many in my mind. <laughs> uh, but one of the ones that... Uh, one. What were we just talking about? So, if you initiate, se- or you sort of invite sex? Oh yeah, this is sex what it was. is happening with or without you. This is what it was. So I know that in the church, people will share. Like, I don't know if this is a current thing, but like years ago, people would teach this idea of like, if you're not having sex with your husband, it's similar to you not talking to your wife. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. It's like you're you're conversational you know what what it's a sexless marriage and a conversationalist marriage right depending on gender right and i want to figure out because what i see in that is that there's like this weird neediness vibe that ends up being created and it's a place where there could be a lot of abuse not abuse but you know what i mean like you're you're creating it's it's abuse let's go that's what i thought so Mm -hmm. i want i want to know your thoughts on that because we do like even if people think they've moved past that, if it's something they learned or saw like mo- uh, modeled in their home, there's mm-hmm. an undercurrent of that, that women are just like, he thinks I'm supposed to be sexually available to him all the time. And if I am not, I get punished emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love your thoughts on it. It just has something we've never really talked about on the show. And I think it's really, really important. Okay. And you're a well, genius. So. so this is, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, never mind. Um <laughs> There's this is going on on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. So both sides are at fault in this. It's not just one. Mm-hmm. It's not just because culture or scripture that was used wrong right. or whatever, and the power dynamic has made it to where it's the husband's fault or it's mm-hmm. the wife's fault because she never right. spoke up or never sought her own pleasure or whatever. But I just I look at it, especially if I get the chance to work with a couple where this is has is evident or has been evident. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, 
you know, she'll paint that picture of it's never been for me. Right. And so I'll ask the questions of why, what is it that you don't, that you're, are you afraid of your own sexuality? What is it that you don't aren't in touch with yet in your own sexuality? Where's your power prowess pleasure? Have you ever sought that with yourself or with him? You know, any of that. And mostly at most time it's no, because there's shame, guilt, Mm -hmm. naivete, Mm -hmm. fear. Well, that's a part of the problem. That's not just culture then. Mm. Right. So it kind of, at least level level the setting for her to realize you have a pleasure button, <laughs> i.e. clitoris. That's the whole point of it. Uh-huh. That, that's why it's there. Um, it's so much more involved than anything male e- equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's up with that? It is kind of explore, educate, enlighten. But then I go to the other side of the equation and ask, what is it that you're always seeking sex from somebody that's not even interested in it for him or for her or for you? Mm-hmm. Really? Do you enjoy masturbating without your hands? I don't understand. How does this go? Because that's kind of what it is. And so you right. start painting this picture of the tyranny of lowest common denominator as it evolves to realize most men, because I, I believe this is referenced in the Song of Solomon, most men really want a sexually turned on woman mm-hmm. right, for herself and for him. Right. In that order, almost, too. Right. I want I want someone that wants this for themselves, mm-hmm. not just for me. And so if I start to look at it as that's what I'm claiming, but I'm settling for really bad sex, what does that mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Right. So this is where both have to recognize it because when she gets a voice and really starts to step up, it's gonna you could talk about a disequilibrium to the system that it's gonna throw things way off. Right. Because I can almost promise you, like we talked about at the beginning of our conversation there's roles that are way skewed in other areas too. Mm-hmm. So how are you coming to where you're both, you know, autonomous and have your own agency in everything that you do rather than, no, I keep the house this way because he erupts. And I, you know, like, well, no, hold on. How do you right. stand up and say, you're not going to treat me poorly because I didn't get stuff in the dishwasher. Yeah. Right. I didn't get it in the dishwasher. You have two good hands too. You can get, you know, and I at least start to level set this thing, which that means I got some courage and I'm willing to take the hits, mm. figuratively speaking, right, right, right. for me standing up mm-hmm. for where I am in my life while at the same time acknowledging the, the, the dilemmas I've created by not speaking up or having a voice or for settling for lousy sex or a woman that just is scared of me. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like, what does that say? All of those are present. So how do I bring that to the surface right. more to then figure out what do couples really want to do about that? Because yeah. sometimes then, I think we get to a point where that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's a submissiveness. There's a service that comes both ways. There's a, I want to honor each other. And that's a mm-hmm. choice then. And that's perfect because there's power there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. Yeah. And Cause it, it is a choice. Um, and w- something you said uh, made me think of a, a Dr. John Gottman statement. Actually, we saw, we've seen it a couple of times, but he said, he's talking about sex and sexuality within married couples. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, why, why would I want to have sex with someone who doesn't want to, you know, yeah. speaking about like a higher desire uh, right. male, you know, and a woman's like, well, just do it. It's like, that's gross. Right. Like, yeah. you don't want to have sex, but I'm, I'm going to have sex with you anyway. Anyway, that's like, and you better like it and you better like it. And and I mean, that's just like a trippy borderline. And that makes me think, oh my gosh, 
what kind of what kind of husband or wife have mm-hmm. I been? Like I'm making this person do something with their body, right? And it's just it's it's trippy, right? It's a yeah. it's a real turnoff if you put it in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But totally. I like the the like empowerment piece that you're talking about, um, and and taking control in that. Yeah, just have all kinds yeah. of thoughts. well, but, even the thought like you said, going to the lowest common denominator. Like you say that a lot, and I always really think that's so cool because it is. It's like we're we're both of us. Typically, we're just aiming for the lowest, like shoot as low as you can. And then that's, I guess that's okay, but we don't want that. Like, let's figure out how we can change these patterns. And you also said earlier, like, if this, let's say in this scenario, the wife doesn't want to, you know, she gets yelled at for not putting the dishes away or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that I want husbands to see, or if the wife is doing this, right? So it's both ways. It's not just men that you pitch in a fit about your wife not getting the dishwasher loaded or your husband not putting the whatever, that's you trying to get your way through yelling. Like, I, I want to start thinking more complexly about this stuff, right? right? And, well, that's just, that's you trying to get your way because it brings you relief and comfort. Right, right. In life, it's not a moral issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, we right. fight about relief and comfort, not moral most of the time. Because if it was moral issues, we wouldn't be together still. Mm-hmm. Right. But those are short-lived because you're like, yeah, you see life completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> fundamentally different than I do. I can't, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. Right. right. But the fact that I like a certain cleanliness to the house or that's just relief and comfort. Cause that's what was modeled. That's, that's yeah. what I like, you yeah. know, and that's what we fight about. And so the more right. I can see it, the more I need to ask myself, okay, wait, who am I in the way I handle this? Cause this has come up in my marriage just recently or twice in the span of about a month, Pam reacted as if I was punishing if I didn't get something right or whatever. Uh And I'm like, so after the second time, I was like, Hey, babe, that's the second time you've brought this up. What am I blind to that is coming across possibly as I'm vindictive or punishing on some of these things. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't, I don't have a specific in mind, but, but help me understand it. Cause I, I, it's very possible I'm blind to something. Right, <laughs> I'll, right. I'll, I'll own that, but I don't see myself that way. And this mm-hmm. is that growth mindset of maybe there's an area that I'm not even aware of. My spouse is a great conduit to reveal that. My kids are secondarily great conduits to reveal right. that. But it's, the more I can see that, the more I have a chance to really refine it to where now I do have energy. What you guys describe, I have serious power of if I say I want to go do something, I'm worth being with to go do that Mm -hmm. versus, Hey, I'm going to go set up this whole scenario for yoga. You're welcome to come. And you're like, fine, go, I'll I'll take the break because I didn't need to get away from you. You know, all that's good data to realize who are the two people involved Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. 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 I love that. I I like that a lot. And then also if I set up that, uh, that scenario, like, Hey, I'm going to go like do yoga and whatever. If she doesn't show up, she chooses like, Okay. I'm going to go watch a show that you don't want to watch, you know, right. or whatever. Yeah. I can't get weird and butt hurt about that and then hold that against her. You will, I, but, you, yeah. you, but it's just make sure, make sure yeah. you don't hold it against her. That's the difference because right. I think this is about, we have to have our feelings, Yeah. but how do I deal with them better? So I treat the people I care about. It's like the same concept of Melanie. If you start initiating more, cause you realize this is what I really want. Right. And then he rejects you because either you're poor at initiating or it's a bad timing or he's just not interested. Right. Which all right. of that could be true in various mm-hmm. times. Well, do you still treat him differently because you mm-hmm. got rejected or right. you try to have a consistency to show, I think I'm worth doing this with. I think I'm, 
you know, I think I got a game going here and I think right. that he's going to be missing out. And this is what's my self-talk and the meaning I attach. Right. That has a greater likelihood of drawing us up rather right. than yeah. going down to the lowest common denominator. Right. Your milkshake brings the boys to the yard. So <laughs> you were just I want a waiting to get says, that line in there, weren't right. you? I want a t-shirt that says, I think I'm worth doing this with. <laughs> I or love I it. am worth doing right. this with. So right. I want to be respectful of your time. This has been so flippin' delightful and like is going to help so many people. So I want you to share with our listeners where they can find you. If you want like courses that you're doing, tell them all the things. Okay. So the online home is smrnation.com. That stands for sexy merge radio. Um, And so if they're listeners, they're called, they're part of the nation. So it's just smrnation.com. That's where everything is. The shows come out every Wednesday. Um, No topic left on spoken of it's listener driven more than anything we get emails uh this week's episode as we're recording this we actually talked about the whole world of consent in marriage which mm-hmm. that was a fun a fun dialogue <laughs> uh and infidelity if you're sexless you know is that true is that really infidelity if it's a sexless marriage and you know so just we try to take different slants at some of the different topics um but yeah so we've got podcasts are out there's a academy that you can get even more access to us um obviously i do coaching and counseling um everything's online so i work with people from all over the world Mm -hmm. and then there are some courses that are coming um i've got a series of three courses that'll be coming out hopefully within the next six eight months uh called the wanting to be wanted series and we're getting into the ideas of desire and connection and recovery and reconnecting and sexual intimacy awesome Those yeah sound amazing I, I think like your, your guys's work has helped us so much like just expand things and like change the language and how we talk about sex and like oh, nor- yeah. normalization and all this stuff and it's really given us a lot of freedom too so thank you thank for you. all the well, content you that you put that. out yeah you're... yeah and uh yeah we talk about the show all the time on our show yes. and uh yeah thank you so much one question what what's bringing what's bringing you the jazz right now like you're talking about an rv and stuff you know that's your kids it. are that's <laughs> really that's what's bringing me the jazz is an rv <laughs> yeah nice so you texas is huge so you just RV. drive around yeah. you just drive around oh. texas or you go east or south or north well, we you used go? To, we used to have a fifth wheel that we got rid of right before covid having not knowing covid was right. coming it was stupid timing oh. yeah but we thought with stage of life high schoolers it's probably best to kind of start a new chapter because we, we were doing month-long vacations in the summer as a family and just wow. having a blast and then COVID hit and we realized man getting out camping getting out traveling and we miss it and so we actually bought one that's kind of the stage for Pam and I when we're empty nest that mm-hmm. it's a it's a motorhome you drive yeah, and we've had it for just over two months and already put six thousand miles on it. Whoa, <laughs> we that's just, awesome! Anytime we can go somewhere, we do in it as as much as possible. So it just during summer, we just try to steal as much time as we could, and yeah, and it's so that's much awesome. fun just getting away, getting out in nature, uh, go see things, and do it as a family. That's a blast. Yeah. RV life. That's fruit awesome. Stands, hashtag fruit stands. Yeah. Hashtag RV life. You should just buy. You should just buy cantaloupe before you like go on an RV thing. You're like, we don't hey, need to stop, fam. We've got. That's stuff. probably here. smart. Like, go to the fridge. We can walk back there while we're driving. You can have your own. Come to my fruit stand. Ooh, there you go. There it goes. Hey. Pull over for that though, right? So, yeah. Maybe not if it's out in the middle of nowhere. We can see what happens. Hey, yeah. Why not? Oh my gosh. So yeah, you guys go check out smrnation.com. 
Corey, it's always a blast to hang out with you. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We Absolutely. love you. We love your stuff. Yeah. And thank That's you, Far man. too long. Yes, yeah. we'll have to do it sooner than later. So. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. All right, my man. Later. <laughs> Bye. We hope that you enjoyed the show. If you want more Anatomy of Sex, you can join our Patreon group at yes. patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And over there, we talk about all the things. So if you want to hear all the things, mm-hmm. become a Patreon supporter. It's super cheap. It's less than $7 a month, you guys. A whole month. And you get all kinds of extra content yep. that we're not making available because it's too... To anyone else, yeah. Too, it's too much, right? So go to uh, patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. All right. Have fun. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right later, bye. guys. Bye.